welcome to another episode of The Things That I Haven't Even Told My Therapist. To my fellow bears, welcome back to the spring semester. I wish you the best of luck in your classes and all extracurriculars as we approach the time where we get to watch this ice tundra melt off into a beautiful Maine summer as opposed to vice versa. From family members struggling with illness to being the oldest child of a drawn-out and rocky divorce, as I've said in multiple previous episodes, family has always been a complicated topic in my life. It is the base source of all emotional baggage that we carry into the rest of our lives, both explicitly and implicitly. Whether it be work, friendships, or relationships, the way that we engage with the world around us is shaped by the experiences that our family imparts upon us. All this said, it is something that we accept as such a natural part of life that we don't always look at it internally to recognize the roots of some of our struggles. I am an oldest sibling to a younger brother and an even younger sister. My dad was always working when I was younger, while my mom was a stay-at-home parent with a newborn daughter. One of my siblings was sick when we were young, and during that time, my dad spent the vast majority of his free time at the hospital with him. This meant that in my younger years, other than being coached by my dad in sports, I was in majority parented and raised by my mom. As I moved into higher levels of athletics, and he was no longer part of my primary coaching staffs, it definitely affected our closeness as all we could talk about was catching up on sports. This led to the ability for me, when the divorce came around, to naturally, subconsciously side with my mom. Furthermore, when you only allow yourself to hear one side of such a conflict, it is pretty easy to buy into a narrative and believe only in that. Thus, I avoided pretty much any extraneous forms of conversation with my dad from 6th through ninth grade. Since then, he and I spent a lot of time mending our relationship, and he has become one of the people on this planet I am closest with. But that doesn't mean that the scars of our past don't occasionally come up in our current interactions. This is a small example, but the effects of strained family relationships, the divorce as a whole, and the weight I bore throughout it is a large aspect in a lot of insecurities, trust issues, and anxiety I have to this day, whether it be in the realm of school, friendships, athletics, or relationships. Family makes you who you are. They are the first people you meet in this life and have the control over your most formative years. What makes it especially difficult, as opposed to any other interpersonal relationships, is that it is inescapable, and it presents itself so uniquely to all. To discuss this matter, I interviewed my good friend, head of Res Life here at Bowdoin, and the senior captain of the Polar Bear men's hockey team, Graham Rutledge. He and I discussed the meaning of family and the effects it has on all other aspects of life. Please enjoy. Graham, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here with you. Obviously, we've been friends for longer than this podcast has been around, but I've been a big fan of the, the podcast, too. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Today, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about family and what that means. And uh, to really start that off, I was wondering if you could share sort of what the idea and feeling of family means to you. Yeah, this is, this is a great question, by the way, because I think... My answer to this question would have changed a lot. And I feel like it's changed a lot in like the past even months. And so I left home to go to prep school when I was 13 turning 14. So pretty young. I bawled my eyes out for probably the first two weeks just being away from my mom, which like sounds kind of wimpy as a 13-year-old doing that. But I think like honestly my like – my mom was probably like my closest friend at that point, and that kind of like sounds sad, but 
like just I spent the most time with her compared to anybody else, and so that was kind of a big loss. But I, you know, I would I would miss home, but as kind of time went on, like I kind of like grew away from that, and and then I mean, it's not something I thought about a lot in high school. And then my senior year of high school, my parents separated. It took like some years for them to divorce, but they separated after I came home for Christmas break and kind of like a lot of like fighting. They did a really good job keeping me out of it for the most part was sort of like mature. I think like that is a different conversation. Uh, But in terms of like how both of them handled it with me was good. And so that kind of threw a rock into it. And about that time, my brother stopped speaking to my dad for kind of his own issues that I won't, um, or I should say their issues that I won't get into. And so, and kind of since then, I feel like there's been like a lot of processing and like I had, it was when I was going into college and like I had other things to worry about. I was never really, you know, that worried about my immediate family other than like a few kind of condensed moments. And, and as time has gone along, like my brother and I have had a lot more conversations about our childhood and how that sort of like affected who we are today and sort of, you know, I, you posted something on your blog about like childhood trauma and it just totally makes sense. And in terms of, you know, shaping who you are, like your, your early childhood, I, I, I mean, I have no psychologist, but. I feel like it really can shape a lot of things about who we are. And then the other thing that kind of complicated this is, uh, so when like the pandemic first started, I spent the summer with my girlfriend and her family. Shout out to Kelly's. They were so amazing to me. And I didn't see my immediate family for essentially a year. I went home once because I thought my dog was dying she wasn't. She played a trick on me so I could go home. <laughs> and that was the first time since high school that I, like, missed seeing my family. And it was also because I spent... So when I spent that time with Abby and her family, it was her whole family. So her sister, her brother, her mom, her dad. And she's very close with her extended family as well. So I got to know, like, her grandparents, her cousins on both sides of the family, like very like tight knit group of people. And then also her sister's boyfriend came home as well. So it was kind of like this packed house. And it was so interesting to spend that time with another family and just kind of see how they operated, how they dealt with conflict, what their values were. And I had spent time with, expanded extended periods of time with other families when I played junior and billet families if you've listened to a previous episode in the podcast but I wasn't really that like family oriented just because like I hadn't had these conversations with my brother like it just just wasn't on my mind as much Mm -hmm. so I learned a lot about like my family through that experience and to Abby and her family like for her like family is more important than anything and that was also kind of like a, a foreign concept to me but it was so almost touching to see that and like how much she cares about her siblings and her dad and 
her grandparents and stuff. And it's kind of like, it made me miss my family too. And even like, I'm not that close to my family. I to I don't think there's, and as I say that, there's not a person in the world that I respect more than my mom. I'm sorry to <laughs> anybody else, but, and I don't think that will change. And I, and you know, same goes for my brother and, but like I'm, the reality is it's just I'm not that close. And so to kind of see that, like think more about it. And as I'm getting older, like, and graduating college, transitioning to like a different part of my life, starting to have these questions about where do I want to spend my time? Like, how do I want to spend my time? Going home for this past break was one of the, the few extended periods I was able to stay at home. It was a week or something. It was so great. And I was so sad leaving and like I didn't really feel that way and I was kind of sad for a different reason this time than it was that when I first left for prep school this time it was a little bit more like I don't know you know when I'm going to get another extended time with my immediate family and and it's hard for that reason because you care about you care so much about these people that like yeah I don't even know where I was going with that but but I guess what I was going to say in terms of like me moving on to the next chapter of my life, I feel, I feel like I'm getting 10 years older every day and like starting to think about what it would be like if I were to start a family. What would that mean to be mean to me? How would I want to parent my kids? There's so many different ways to think about family. And that's why I kind of like gave this long winded answer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like even on this past road trip, like I felt like I was texting Abby. I was like, I felt like I woke up 10 years older <laughs> one of these mornings and I was like in my feels about family. I was reading The Boys in the Boat, which is what I texted you. Right. The main character follow, follows Joe Rance and his fiance, them starting a family. I was in tears on the bus. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what's going on with me? So... There you go. That that's like the the long winded answer about what what family feels to me mm-hmm. or means to me. So you you obviously allude the most to your mother and your brother. As far as when you sort of hit a bump or a snag in the road, I know you spent a lot of time away from home between juniors and prep school and now college. Obviously, who would you say is really your person in your family? Would you say that over time you've come to rely on yourself the most, or would you say like friends and girlfriends as you talk about like who a lot I mean for a lot of people family is the main source of support yeah but that isn't the case for everyone and that can be complicated by uh, like strenuating causes like divorce and complicated familial relationships so what was that experience like for you when I was in high school I called my parents every single day honestly like looking back it was kind of crazy how much I called them because it was like every night at 9 p.m. my time, it was 10 p.m. at home, and we'd talk for 20, 30 minutes. And I would tell them about everything that happened in my day. Literally, details about how French class went, or like how hockey was that day. So I leaned on them a lot, and then as time went on, like I kind of moved on from that. My, my girlfriend in high school, like kind of my go-to person in that way. But, you know, when we broke up, it was, like, a little bit more self-contained. And then it was just, like, that was kind of a weird time. But, and now I think it's, like, different. I tell Abby everything, but different people kind of get different things that I'm 
nervous about. Coach makes a comment to me about my play. I'm going to call my dad in terms of hockey. Mm-hmm. If most like day to day things, Abby has a lot more common sense than I do, and so she can kind of like <laughs> figure me out in some ways. She gets a lot of it. Like my my roommates get a lot of it too. If there's something that's bugging me, but I think at the end of the day, like if it's something that I still really can't figure out, if and especially like you know being home is always awesome to be with family, but it's also hard. And mm-hmm. that th- that was a conversation that kind of. Sp- like started this episode my mom I feel like is is always so awesome to talk to the thing that's that I really appreciate about her and I feel like a lot of people relate to this is that your mom is literally just just in your corner there's no other ulterior motives and not to say that other people do her number one the questions that she's asking about when you're venting about something is all about like how are you feeling how does this matter to you I, I I know I'm lucky to have a mom like that, but to answer your question, it's sort of like changed over time and that will probably continue to change as I grow and become more independent and stuff, but yeah. And then as far as with your brother goes, I think siblings are always such a difficult conversation to have because yeah. I know so it's something my dad talks a lot about is being close with your siblings. They're your last support system when mm-hmm. uh, your parents most likely end up departing this this life first. Siblings are always complicated because they're at the same time genetically encoded to be your best friends and your worst enemies. And I was wondering if you, I, I mean, I as an older brother, oldest sibling, have like, a, it's always very different how you view and see your siblings between, between your hierarchy and the family. And I was wondering what your relationship with your brother meant to you. Yeah. I think it was hard. I wish I were closer with my brother for that reason. To a certain extent, we are very different people. And that's just something that probably won't change. But at the same time, he's probably one of the people that I care about most in the world. And so that's that's hard. And it's also... you know, It's a little bit hard to navigate... At, it's never really any issue when I'm home. When I'm home, I'll see my dad and then spend some time with my brother. And when they're not speaking, like it's just kind of a little bit weird in that way. But and it's something too, as I've kind of gotten older and maybe a little bit more perspective, I have realized that I do really, I care a lot about my brother and that I want my relationship with him to be closer than it is. And, 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 and like a lot of it too, is how your relationship was when you were younger. That's something that like we can't change at the same mm-hmm. time. There's not really much you can do to improve or change family things at this point in life, at least in my own perspective, maybe. And mm-hmm. that might be a little bit of a blunt way to put it, but if you could change anything, if you could go back in time, and how would you change your relationships in your family? That's a great question because because I haven't thought about it before. <laughs> <laughs> God, stop me. But I think that there was a lot of trauma to come out of my family when I was young and when my, my brother and I were young. It's done damage. And, you know, I guess, like, that's the easy answer <laughs> to be like, 
<laughs> no, I wish that everyone were perfectly healthy humans and could deal with their emotions healthily and honestly and like have an entirely healthy but like that's obviously that's like never gonna that's never gonna happen but well here's another thing that maybe I should have included in my first answer is that after my parents divorce I think they're both happier with the people that they found Mm -hmm. so I kind of wish that we had come to this earlier and saved some of the hardship Mm -hmm. but at, at what point is that going to happen? Like, does our family not even exist at that point? You know, like, and, and the, like that to me is like the conundrum. How's that for a SAT vocab word? Yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> the conundrum of it all. It's so people have such complicated relationships with their family because you can't change your family. Mm-hmm. You can't to I mean, to a degree, you can't, break up with your bro- your with your brother. You can't stop being someone's brother. You can't be stop being someone's son. In terms of my relationship with my dad, he's still my dad mm-hmm. even if there he has some shortcomings. And that's really I think the heart at why family is so hard because no, no matter what you're still that it's something that can't be taken from you. Mm-hmm. Or if you want it to change like you can't you can't yeah, I mean, then it also becomes the issue of projecting your family's issues on yourself. I know that's something I've mm-hmm. had in the past. You sort of feel the nature of those family members that maybe have caused a lot of complications in your life become genetically inherited in you. I totally agree. I think that is one of the most complicated parts of family. It's inescapable. Is right. what it is. Right. Um, and... I think anybody who tells you they have the perfect family situation is bullshitting you because yeah. even the most like perfect nuclear family I've ever seen, they look fucking crazy. If you're like, yeah. how can a whole family look happy at once? <laughs> they look crazy. And that's interesting too. Like you bring up the, the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. You could think about it. I just took intro to sociology. So I'm a total sociologist now. Yeah. You can even like th- think about it from that, the lens of what is our socialized expectations of what's a normal family mm-hmm. and like is that a healthy family and how, how is that notion of a normal family going to change over time mm-hmm. with you know lgbtq relationships becoming more accepted and yeah i mean it's interesting you say that because it was it's true in my story it sounds like it's true in yours but after after divorce in particular you can see at least you said both your parents, or they seem happier. I know yeah. in my situation, at least one of my parents seems considerably happier. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of those things you look back and sort of wish, like, fuck. <laughs> but it would have saved a lot of pain yeah. to just rip that band-aid off. But yeah. at the same time, I think the issue of diving too much into the would-haves and could-haves and should-haves of the past is they're all so in, in, like integral to the person you become. Who knows how you would have gotten through high school and what support systems you would have taken up if you didn't have the ability of like a united family front coming from your parents and uh, your brother going through your prep school and going into living living with your billets and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess like going from there, how do we is there a way to fix family? My my little brother is at the same time one of my closest friends, but at the same time, we don't talk nearly all that much. I'd do anything for the kid. When we, either of us are in pain, we naturally gravitate towards 
helping each other in like the most honest way. End of the day, that's your literal day one. Yeah. Like, how do you mend the the fissures along the way? As great as my brother and I are now, there was such a rocky path to get there. Right. I think part of it is in every relationship, in every strained relationship, there's two parties to that. Mm. And it's not one person coming to peace with something isn't necessarily like mending the relationship if there's not some sort of reciprocal action on the other side. I mean, you can say the same thing about like a friendship too, like what I just said, but it's, you know, it's the stakes are different in family because like what I said before, like that's permanent, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not being friends with someone, but obviously from my per, like perspective, I think the best way for me to think about that is like you one really all you can do is take care of yourself and like make sure that you're okay because if you're not okay, then there's nothing else you can do. I think like that's something that I've definitely learned through how my family has developed. And then the other thing is, like, I guess, like, in that same lens, coming to a place where the relationship works for you. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, this isn't anything real, but, like, as an example, say I have an issue with my grandfather, and I know that he's not going to change. All I can do is come up with a way for me to be able to to deal with that issue, to make sure that I'm okay. And that might be like, I can only talk to him on the phone Mm -hmm. or I can only go out to dinner. I can't be in his house or he can't come to my house just because of the dynamics at play, whose space it is. Mm -hmm. And and I don't have an issue with my grandfather. I want to, want to put that out there, but (laughs) I I think like the, the idea being, you can't expect people to change and you can waste a lot of energy trying to get people to change. All you can really do is take care of yourself and like make sure that things work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially with regard to that, you talk about your relationship a lot and you thinking about the future as you move into the next stage of life and other not being able to change others but being able to focus on yourself. One thing, even though I know this goes against the name of the podcast itself that my therapist actually told me was we were talking about like relationships and dating and things like that as I sort of approach the last semester and a half of college obviously not quite as close to the finish line as you are but definitely something that's been on my mind lately Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how when you find a partner you're not just dating them you're dating their family and their family uh, experiences and I think that's Mm -hmm. super super endearing to hear from you that you did have such a great impression of Abby's family when you went and visited because, I mean, that obviously means, like, amazing things for, for what you're looking for with regard to, like, a future. Just that, I, I know myself, my I, idea of family has been so tumultuous and, and shifted a lot throughout time. But having a tight-knit family, if there's anything I've learned in the past couple years really coming back together with my family is 
something that I value incredibly highly in my future. And finding that in a partner is, and, and getting mm-hmm. to learn about it honestly, is so important early on to understanding how that relationship is going to work long term. And I was wondering if you could share your thoughts about how you necessarily view in others and portraying yourself. Because I think you see it in friendships too, that people carry their family baggage into just about every interaction that they have. No, I, like you're, you're absolutely right. I've become quite close with Abby's family, and her. I'm closer in age to her brother than I am to her, which she's not. Abby's not totally <laughs> far enough about, but like I, I am kind of close with her family and her, like her, her sister and her boyfriend. We're kind of close in that way, and like when I go visit Abby, I'm visiting them too. Actually, as uh, I'm gonna sneak this in here as a little bit of a flex, but. Her dad and I uh, entered into a uh, two-man scramble at his club, and <laughs> I don't know if it was like the we set the course record. I mean, it was just like for this one league, two-man scramble, nine holes. Like we were seven under, <laughs> and hell yeah, it, it's fun to do that with him and, and and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is like I, I don't want to jinx anything or, or predict the future, but to kind of find that comfort in your significant other's family is an awesome feeling. It just sort of allows another layer of comfort to kind of like see maybe that extra step. Mm -hmm. I mean, but at the same time, as your family grows, so does, especially coming from a past where family wasn't necessarily the most steady thing your family grows. That's right. more problems to be had. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. And, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a great point. And I think there's also, you know, if th- th- there are certain things that family can make complicated, religion is one of them. If your significant other just feels really strongly about raising your kids in a certain faith that you disagree with, mm-hmm. that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And like another thing that can kind of like come between people, you you see that all the time, even with I mean, I don't know why I say see it all the time, but like anecdotally, Mm -hmm. you know, a spouse not really being accepted into the family, but like that relationship is really strong and they're like meant to be together, but every family reunion causes a fight. Mm -hmm. And so, but at the same time, like as your family. Ex- expands I mean it's easy for me to say this now not really being in that it's also kind of like a beautiful thing even if it is hard in some ways mm-hmm. just you know gain this new set of people that care about you mm-hmm. and to be married into a family is not as permanent as like being blood related to people but from my point of view even if it is harder there's something special about having like more people in your life who to to a degree care about you. Yeah, and I and I also feel like it's something where when you meet someone for the first time, family is so it's such a subconscious thing. Obviously, one of the biggest one of the first small talk questions is how many siblings do you have? Like yeah. like one like where are you from? Like yada yada. The more you find out about the way a person talks about their family and the memories they have and the story there, the better you're going to get to know them faster because family is 
such a greater part of our identity than I think anybody gives it credit for. I, th- I think especially as you grow, you sort of like sequester it off as to like this separate aspect. These are my problems. Like you go to your therapist, say, these are my problems. These are the problems I have. These are the things I'm facing right now. And you don't consider all the baggage and issues that come from and feed into like your family from it back and forth. There's an absolute yeah. flow uh, back and forth there. And I think just as a society, we have to do a better job of recognizing in our introductory stages of relationships and friendships and the way we, we go about greeting each other is understanding the story behind it and understanding that both in ourselves so we can like try and sort of cope and, and work with that mm. and also work on the way we project those issues upon the ones we eventually love, I guess. Yeah. And, and that kind of like, I'll keep, I'll keep kind of prefacing this in the same way, but... I'm nowhere close to starting a family, but that is something that I do have thought about. Like even when I was in high school and sort of like first having conversations with my brother about how our childhood was, you know, you think about, oh, like how would I be as a father? And here I am not being far away from that, already having formed opinions about how it's going to be. Obviously, didn't you can didn't take this with a grain of salt. But it just like I feel like it's always going to be like a learning process. Like it's not you you go to therapy and counseling for a certain amount of time, and then you're fixed mm-hmm. and you're healthy now. And it's it's a continuous process where you keep learning about yourself, and you maybe get healthier in some ways, and you figure some problems in your life out, and 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 maybe you feel like you've figured all of them out. Um, but there's always going to be something else. There's always going to be because there's no one right way to live life there's always going to be questions and uncertainty and this is kind of separate but again my uh intro to sociology class there's something about how religion becomes more popular when times are more trying because religion gives you a very specific way to live your life and it kind of takes those questions and ambiguity out of it. And it gives you a moral code to live by. Another way to think about that is you're trying to learn how to figure out your issues. Like you're trying to learn how to exist in the world and how to treat people and notice your own issues. I don't know if that really answers your question, mm-hmm. but I guess like there's no finish line, you know, like it's, it's always a growth process. You know, you're always going to be able to be better. I mean, that's that's something I've been reading about a lot lately is the idea of like having a growth mindset versus sort of like a, a final mindset and the amount of change that can sort of have on the different types of people as they go about different challenges or come across different challenges in their lives. Mm. And there's people who see a challenge and say, I'm born not able to not able to face this i, I yeah. can't get past it the type of person who downloads a phone game says oh i suck at this deletes the app right versus the people who say this is something i can get better at and i think that's something a lot of especially young 20 year olds have to work a lot at looking inwards about and recognizing the aspects of themselves that still have a lot of growth potential the male brain doesn't stop growing until or developing until like around 25. 
Right. Like we still have growth capacity and even beyond that, just in character, even if there aren't physical parts of your brain that can change, there's still a huge character aspects that you, you can look inward and really break down. And I think the way we assess family is such a huge part of really yeah. finding that square one Yeah. Uh, internally. Yeah. You, you kind of, you hear stories about like people who are estranged from their family for a long time and then when they're 50 or 60 I have a different realization and go out of way to like make things right to some degree and, and that didn't happen just because of a fluke but it's because like th- there was some growth that happened that th- there was some change in people and it might take long longer time f- for some people and nevertheless it's still a changing growth process that's always happening and and I think Maybe the the reason that I've been thinking about this is because I've realized how much I've changed it. Like how me, f- my freshman year to now, I'm a different person. I mean, like m- maybe not outwardly, but the things and issues that I was worrying about and having are different, so different than the things and issues that I'm worrying about now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's never going to be a point where I'm going to be like, okay, you know, I'm good now. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there's there's always going to be something, mm-hmm. I guess, is is really what I'm trying to get at. If anything, I'm currently living that exact experience. I'm not the same person today that I was 50 days ago. And I think that just goes to show that if you set your mind to it, you can do a full system reboot. And I, I spent so much of the last two, almost two months working on my fam- my family ties and talking mm-hmm. to my dad a lot and really reworking a relationship that used to be so, so estranged and fixing it and mending it because at the end of the day, he is like my big male role model. Right. I mean, I only get you when I'm at school, but I've had him my entire <laughs> life. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can keep harping on it all I want, but family is something that has always been a particular challenge for myself. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people who are struggling with this, that, or whatever... If, if you do a deep dive or even not even just a cannonball into that, into that, into that topic, you can, you can find, you can find a pretty great deal about yourself just from looking at the people that you've spent yeah. the most of your life with. Yeah. Well, and, and dude, on, on, on the note of your father, and I know you, like, I think that that's like the hardest thing. Like I feel the same way about, about my dad. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a healthy relationship in a lot of ways, but he's still my dad, you know, like he's still that person who raised me, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's why it's so hard. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that I kind of wanted, I might've sort of mentioned this earlier, but if I didn't, then I want to make sure that this is said. (laughs) I think that we love our family so much, but at the same time, there's sometimes they're the hardest people in our lives to deal with. Who knows why that is, but I kind of mentioned this already. Going home, I look forward to it so much. I am always sad when I leave, but when I'm home, like, am I really happier? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a part of it is is it's just the closeness of, oh, fuck, these people have the same genes as me. Am I, am yeah. I just goddamn annoying too? <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had that thought, but that is very logically sound (laughs) to think that. And yeah, I I think the other thing 
because there's so much history, there's so much potential for damage to be done. If you know someone your entire life, what's the chances that they didn't do some kind of trauma to you? You know, right. Even healthy families have that, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be things that piss you off about the people closest to you in your life. And that doesn't change how you feel about them and how much you care about them and how much you miss them. Right. But it's still going to be hard Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It really is an ever growing and an ever flowing sort of issue for each individual. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's one that is almost too simple to be talked about as much as it should be. A a lot of people sort of write it off as like, and I think it's I think it's another thing that a lot of people stuff down the easiest because if you've been dealing with some bullshit your entire life, it doesn't seem as big of a deal as when all of a sudden you're spending like I, I quarantined at my buddy's house and just seeing living under a different roof and experiencing a different family relationship, you realize like how different families operate and that that was honestly a huge learning experience and looking yeah. inward and sort of understanding the things that I just sort of learned to live with in my own home and the things I sort of wrote off as my normal, but everybody's normal is different. Right. Right. And with that, is, is there anything else you just kind of want to leave, hang your cap on? Like there's always more to say, but yeah, I think that that experience, like seeing how another family operates, that was totally changed some perspectives for me. Mm-hmm. And it, not in like in any w- positive or negative way. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, there's different ways to do family. Right. And it just kind of m- makes you think a little bit. Why Why am I the way I am? Mm-hmm. You know, and like how would it have been different in a different family? And I guess I'll hang my hat on, on this. As time goes on, I only care about my family more and realize how important they are to me more and love them more. And I think that the next step of that, the next generation comes along, I'm only going to feel the same way and to a greater degree. Mm-hmm. And I forget if you've covered this yet. Next generation coming soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, surprise. We're going to release it this <laughs> podcast. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And ho- hopefully I, I, I'm on again soon, but I, I, I love following this along and I think you're doing, you're doing important work here. Thanks, man. I'm incredibly proud of the work that we've done here and I'm incredibly proud to call you a friend of mine. Uh, I'm probably the most proud that we've been sitting in this room for about an hour now and I haven't made a move at you. So, <laughs> so that's probably a personal record for me. Um, but yeah, it means a lot that you're willing to get involved with this, and I I know this is not always the easiest thing to talk about, but I appreciate you of all people coming on and sharing this experience with me, because it is such a touchy matter. Yeah. Family's awesome, but it's always hard. Yeah. that interview opened up some beneficial trains of thought for you. I really enjoyed having Graham on. For a friend who is as relatively new as he is in my life, he has been one of the major factors of encouragement and support in me finding my voice and getting set on a much more productive track to face my mental health. So a massive thank you to him for much, much more than just the amazing guest appearance. There are so many stories left to share, both from my past and as I move on into my future. 
so please stay tuned for what is to come. The blog is always up, and I will continue adding to it as I address both my and our collective matters of mental health. You can find that at ttihetmt.wordpress.com. Feel free to leave a rating on your go-to podcasting service. It always helps. For feedback, impersonal thoughts or notes, or stories, you can either DM me on Instagram or anonymously submit to the survey in the link tree. I have enjoyed every aspect of this journey so far. Thank you all for the support along the way. I hope you have a great day, and most of all, I cannot wait to keep growing with you. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 